Episode 71, Heading Back to Events, a primer on event PR and business development. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast, the only podcast giving you actionable skills and advice you need to execute a strategic PR program. Warning, what you hear next may lead to brand awareness and increased sales and customer exposure. Now, here's your host, Rinjini Joshua. Hi there. Welcome to episode 71. Heading back to events, I decided to jump on this topic of live events because I'm actually heading to my first live event in the last 15 months, which is crazy to me. The time was so slow and fast and confusing and it just flew kind of by. And now we're going back into the real world and it's a little uncomfortable and awkward. So I do love event networking and I just thought this would be a great topic on um, PR during events and making sure that you do that skillfully. I see companies doing it wrong all the time and not taking advantage of the amazing media opportunities at live events. So I thought we'd talk about that today so that the next time you head into an event, you're prepared and you might've already gone to an event and this actually applies to virtual events as well, but you, you just have to kind of taper some of the advice for virtual. But yeah, let's, let's jump right into it. First, we are going to maximize your investment. That's what going to events is all about. Of course, it's about live networking, but really maximizing your investment, whatever you're paying, whether it's just travel, whether you've got a booth, whether you're launching a new product, coming from a PR background, it really didn't take me a long time to realize that magical things happen when preparation meets opportunity. Preparing for your event is the best thing you can do from both a business development perspective and a media relations perspective, which is something that most people don't realize. If you have some events on your calendar, figure out how they map to your announcement strategy or new product launches. It sounds so obvious, I think, when I say it, but when you're in the midst of just like networking and doing business development, sometimes you forget, hey, like you can match it up to something big that's happening in your company make sure you make some noise when you go somewhere or when you are virtual. Launching during an industry event can be the key you need to make a huge impact, get new website traffic, get sales. So it's a very, very useful tool. Look into who's attending your event ahead of time. And this is something I failed to do a lot, um, maybe in my early days. Now it goes without saying that I at least log in, um, well, to virtual events a day beforehand and then start looking at physical events. So I'm going to be heading in a month or so to an event and I have already got the list of people that I want to meet. I'm going to start reaching out, setting up appointments in advance. So that's for the business development side. But for the media relations side, there's also a huge opportunity. Since I'm approaching this from a PR perspective, I'm going to focus on the media relations side, but you can really translate this to business development as well. Okay, so media relations at events. There's two things to know. First, if you're exhibiting or sponsoring an event, you can typically get a pre-registered press list. It's called a pre-registered press list of people who have registered in advance that are part of the media several weeks beforehand. You can actually ask your salesperson like, hey, do you guys have the pre-registered press list? Can I have access to it? 
So ask your sales rep for this list so you can start tapping into the attending media and scheduling meetings with them in advance so you know who's going to be attending. It might also help you craft your media strategy at the show. Second, if you aren't sponsoring the event or paying any money to the event organizers, they're probably not going to give you the list, but you might be able to kind of bait them into giving you last year's list of attendees, media attendees. If you kind of lead them into thinking like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of sponsoring who was the last year's list of attending media. And with that last year's list, you're typically going to get like a reset of the same people. So you can look at least who, which outlets will be there may not be the same people. Or you could check the website for a media section and they might have a media sponsors section. And so typically the editorial team for them from those media sponsors will be in attendance and you can check them out on their own website. So you can go contact on their contact page on their website and get the editorial information of who's attending the show. So you can discover who's attending that particular event. So remember those two things. You can get the list in advance. Um, This is the same thing as like scraping a website for like who's exhibiting at the show and who should you contact. It's kind of the same concept in business development. Have an angle that maps your company to the events theme and something that maybe you haven't said in the public before to start the conversation. So when you're reaching out to the media, I would say try to do it at least three to four weeks in advance, anything more than that might be too much. And then try to have an angle that maps to the theme of the event of like why it's important that you're going, why it's important they should know you and what you might be doing at the show. Next, set up a meeting or demonstration at the show. So you want to meet the media. You want to show them a demo of your product or explain your product or show them an actual physical product, whatever the situation might be. If you have a booth, obviously it's a lot easier for them to stop by your booth at a particular time and day. So try to lock them in for a particular time and day. Do not wait. I repeat, do not wait for the media to come to you or do not wait and say, oh, well, the expo said they're going to promote us. I mean, that's great if they do come to you and they probably will walk by, but there's no guarantee that they'll have time to talk to you or set up a meeting. Set up a meeting beforehand so that they are ready to walk by. Make sure you have a list and a schedule in front of you of all the media that you expect to show up. This is something you'll really want to take into your own hands or the hands of your PR agency if they're setting up meetings for you. So like big shows at like CES, we do uh, campaigns for CES. We do campaigns for Gamescom. We do campaigns for E3, big, big, big shows. Sometimes it's better to have a PR person because they're looking out, they have the schedule for the media. They're looking out for media, making sure they're bringing them into the right people and making sure you have your talking points to speak to the media. So if you don't have a booth, you can leverage a partner and that's possible. You might be able to leverage a customer or partner that has a booth and use their space. But if you don't have any of that, you might be able to find a corner of the show and say, hey, I'll meet you at the table. So set a meeting location, set up a meeting. That is like the most important thing. Set up a meeting, find a location. It could be on the show floor. It could be in a nearby restaurant or Starbucks. It could be in your hotel room, in the lobby of your hotel, in the lobby of their hotel. There are even some companies that will set up a suite instead of exhibiting at a booth that might be a little bit too expensive for you, depending on your budget, you might be able to get like a suite. And let's say you got a suite for $3,000 for a few days. That's going to be way cheaper than using a booth. 
some companies will reserve a suite and then do the whole demonstration and create an experience within that suite. And it's a lot more controlled environment. So for example, I mean, there's several times that I've gone to CES um, working with an audio company one year, we set up like a full in-home entertainment experience because that was their, their angle of the new product that they're launching was that it's like an immersive in-home audio experience. And so we invited the media, we had to reach out to them at least a month in advance. And we started inviting the media for this like listening experience. And at our suite, we had food, drink. And, you know, if you've ever been to CES or a show like CES, where it's just massive, people are tired. They want a break. So it was a great reason for them to have a break. They got a little snack, they got a drink with some water some chewing gum, whatever. And then they got to sit and listen to this new product and hear our pitch about the product. So we have them as a captive audience. They're not distracted on the show floor. So that works sometimes. It doesn't work all the time because the drawback to that is that some media may not want to leave the show floor. So you might want to schedule them early in the morning. The closest you can be to the show floor, the better it is. If the show is in a hotel, that's even better because you could say, oh, well, we're in the hotel that the show's at. So you still have to pre-plan early if you want to get these like suites or things like that set up, but it's a really good opportunity to do that. And then you can hold your customer meetings there and, and it just gives you a lot more leverage of like having a nice setup that's custom to what you want them to experience. And it's a lot less money than reserving a booth on the show floor. But again, there's a couple of drawbacks to that. So you just have to kind of measure what you want to do and um, how early you can get in front of people and secure meetings. And most shows will also release that media information, like I said, well in advance so that you can have the opportunity to book those meetings. Last but not least, never forget to follow up with your press kit or announcement. I mean, the days of like a physical press kit are pretty much over. So I would follow up immediately, especially if you're doing media briefings or a demo follow up with them or have someone on your team follow up with them immediately with your press kit and send them the press releases, any information they might need to follow up and write a story that day, especially at big shows. These guys are writing every night, waking up early, finishing the writing, going out and exploring the show floor, getting more information and then writing again. So email them quickly in your email to them, be human, maybe make a joke about the experience or like try to help them recall because they, they're having a lot of meetings. So give them some time to recover, but then also give them some tidbits on how they should remember you. And jokes are a great way to do that. So just, you know, sometimes they will be under the gun on deadlines give them some grace. I think, I think if we've learned anything from this pandemic is that everybody is human and we all are kind of dealing with the same things. So I think it's good to show your human side. Um, and that way they can appreciate you and they'll probably be more likely to give you insights on when their articles will come out or if they need anything from you or to include you in a roundup. Going back to events, just in general, I think we have a new perspective on work-life balance. So just like I said, nurture the human connection and keep in touch with these guys if you meet them. I mean, this is the great thing about events that I think that we're missing right now is that meeting people in person really helps gel relationships. And that includes relationships with potential new business, but also the media and meeting them over and over again, or just inviting them for a drink or finding out where they live. And if you're in their city, meeting up with them later. Those are really great ways to cultivate and nurture these media relationships. 
You might also want to consider reserving a day for online connecting prior to the event. So like connecting with them online on LinkedIn, maybe if there's a virtual or hybrid environment, doing some networking prior, setting up those meetings, because with these events kind of going back, I'm noticing a lot of people going both live and virtual. So there's going to be platforms for both of those things. You don't want to miss the virtual people. If you have any questions that I didn't answer about events, or if you have any questions about media at events or press releases at events, or left you wanting more in any kind of way, feel free to shoot me an email through the contact form at www.thesilvertelegram.com or email me directly at ronjini at thesilvertelegram.com. I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn as well. And I'm happy to provide any juicy tidbits of information that will help you make your event a media success. Good luck and happy networking.